You know, the the slogan, one of one of the things that we repeat on the show every episode is old games are old, which is something that we obviously I mean, it's kind of a joke, but it's also true. And and if you're curious about it, like it means old games, when you play them, they still might be good, but they feel old. <laughs> like there, there are <laughs> games that hold up for sure, but there are um, they definitely oftentimes feel their age. Uh, and I discovered that that is also true about movies. If if not even more yep (laughs) um i think that any movie made after mm, see it's it's tricky because like there are some really good flicks from like the 70s and 80s that i still really like but like i'm gonna call it 1970 anything made i'm gonna say anything made before 1970 just throw in the trash (laughs) just throw in the trash I even think like you're, you're looking at those, you know, I, people might be not be happy with me saying this, but John Hughes movies, a little overrated. I, I'm not like a huge fan. I like, a, is, did he do Ferris Bueller? Was that him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that one. Um, they're fine, but they're yeah. still in those movies, things that are extremely dated when we're thinking about 2021 just yeah. you know gender roles uh stereotypes uh even like just in general representation is like very skewed for what that time period was and it just doesn't hold up really well yeah as being and, a good slice of life well and i'll say this i mean obviously those are created in a different time however a lot of the just like you feel the age on a lot of that stuff. And I will also, by the way, make one exception. The only good movie <laughs> before 1970 um, is Casablanca. And I know like here's the thing. I I have a degree in film. I watched I had to watch like hour and a half long Charlie Chaplin flicks. Ugh. And like, let me tell you this, Justin. I get that man walking funny is funny, kind of like. But an hour and a half of it, like I didn't. I, we we were ten minutes in and I was like I get it I got <laughs> like, it I've seen I got enough it. but there were like people like in my class like trying to out film school each other <laughs> just like guffawing like laughing out loud I'm like uh, funny man does silly walk <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm not saying that like that we shouldn't appreciate it for what it did and like right, what it right. what it created but I am saying that like funny man do silly walk fall down. Uh, Mr. It Chaplin, doesn't hold up. It Mr. Doesn't Chaplin, hold up. I'm going to need a little bit more from you. And like in the context of the time period, like that would have probably been really good entertainment. It, like oh, that sure. would be fun to watch. That would be a good thing to do. But now there are so many other ways that you can spend your time. Justin, uh, Iron Man didn't even show up in the movie. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Like, Spider- what, there, what was no, there was no there was no post credit scene. No post credit scene. I thought I thought for sure it was going to be like directed by Charlie Chaplin and then, like you know, whoever else was in it and did it and then i thought we were gonna get like you know fade into like spider-man's room or something like that and i i think like one of the movies that gets like a lot of like praise for being one of the best movies of all time uh would be citizen kane and i like that movie a lot not because it's like like i enjoy like this or this story i enjoy it because it's filmed in a way that does seem to be such a modern film Sure. Like how they do cuts and how they use do camera work and even how the story is told. It's just done in such like a modern way that makes it infinitely more watchable than a lot of stuff that happens, you know, around the time when that was 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 made. I will give you that one as well. Um, I liked it. Like I wouldn't watch it again. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be like, you know what I want to watch right now? Citizen Kane. But uh, <laughs> like I. I wasn't I wasn't dying. I, wa- I watched all these movies for school and like someone at the time was like, damn, dude, sounds rough. 
having to watch movies in class. I'm like, mm, they're not fun ones. <laughs> they're not <laughs> like an hour and a half of Charlie Chaplin just walking around bumping into stuff is like it's testing. It's testing. Um, but yeah, man, old games are old. Old movies are old. And we should we should cut the Criterion collection off, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously um, I am kidding. I think that there is value in old things, but I will say that Iron Man not being in Charlie Chaplin's uh, what movie? What? Like, I don't even know the name of it. He was. It's ironic that you're saying Iron Man because Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Made for an Oscar playing Charlie Chaplin in that's the movie Chaplin. Yeah. So that's a real mind blown situation here. Can you imagine? He took off the helmet and he had the arc reactor on his chest <laughs> the whole time. That's why he's walking so funny. He was, he was still feeling the effects. Uh, it's Hitbox. to Hitbox episode number 39. I'm excited to talk today about a few things. We've got a little bit of video game news as well as our review of Emily's Away 3, less than 3, heart sign. It's hard to speak it out loud, but uh, we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. In the meantime, my name is Peter Hunspitek and with me this week is Justin Makovich. How are you, Justin? I'm doing very well. Uh, it's, you know, uh, the, I believe it's the... Uh, 12th season in chicago that we're heading back to winter there's supposed yes. to be snow yes uh, i heard we were week. getting snow on tuesday yep. so our 12th season much like hobbits have like eight meals throughout the day uh mm-hmm. chicagoans have 12 seasons that they have to deal with i'm glad you brought up hobbits because just in any time we talk about lord of the rings on this podcast um <laughs> we go in some fun places <laughs> yeah um amazon do you see this? This is actually true. This is video no, it news. is. This is this is a breaking news story, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, Amazon. Uh, I don't have any information in front of me because I was not prepared to talk about this. <laughs> but uh, they are they are canceling their Lord of the Rings MMO, right? Yeah. And that's uh, I can't say I'm shocked. If you told me Amazon was a game studio, I would have been uh, a little bit confused. To my understanding, they have not had a super great launch. They had like a four year project that they released last year i think that was like an online only game like you know what i mean and i think the servers are shut down for it so like that is sort of yeah cluing you into how well that went uh i also don't know if like can i say something controversial about lord of the rings this isn't controversial it's just my opinion i guess uh (laughs) i like i don't love those movies and like books necessarily for like the deep extended lore what i really get out of those is like the story that the lord of the rings tells you know what I mean? Like I like Frodo yeah. and Sam and the whole group. Yeah. Like that's what I like about the movies. And I, like it could be set anywhere. If you had those characters, I, I would get into it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, totally. It's like an um, MMO is just like more of that. You yeah, know, like, I, like it doesn't, yeah. You know, what's funny about this is uh, all that Lord of the Rings shit just got cut out. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin, uh, let's talk about video games. What, uh, what have you been playing this week? I haven't been playing uh, super much, or so I thought, uh, but I've been playing more Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla. Uh, I'm to the point where I, I mean, I'm going through the story. I'm going to get mm-hmm. through it, but now I'm just kind of clearing out the map. This is going to take me hundreds of hours to do, and I still don't know if I'm going to try to platinum it. 
it's kind of like I think you said it was a good podcast game yeah. at points. Like you could tur- you could make it into a good podcast game. Um, and I've been definitely doing that, like just not focusing on it 100%. I just wish I'm going to tell you something. I wish it was on the Switch. Uh, and it looked good. Yeah, I, I was going like, to say, like, do you? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I, it would be a good thing to play while I'm watching like a TV show or something like mm-hmm. that. Like yeah. just to have kind of on the background to watch. Uh, I guess I could bring my second TV out in the living room and do that dual TV setup, but I think that's a little ridiculous. It, it feels a little that. much per, yeah. for me. Like if it were me, I would be like, "What am I even doing?" Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm watching a show, I'm playing a game, and I'm listening to a podcast. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then there's music on. I don't know why, but there's music on too. <laughs> um, I've I've done the like headphone, like over the ear headphones for a game, earbuds for the podcast before, and that like. I think it's a good setup, but like <laughs> anyone like walking in and seeing that, it's like, what are you? Literally, yeah, you feel instantly what are you judged. <laughs> yeah, um, I would, Justin, a word of advice: figure out if you want to platinum it before you want to go through and like systematically check off all those boxes. Probably, yeah, right? Like it seems I, it, like that's the order. Yeah, so it's to the point where I got to the part of the story where you find out that your your bro ain't going too well uh, with certain things in his body. Yeah, he's getting pretty tortured and stuff. Um, and then they basically, the, the main story just kind of stops for there. They're like, all right, just do one of these other things. And like, it was such like a, a good moment of the story. And then to like do side crap, it was just yeah. kind of like, I'm losing it. It feels at odds because like, I think the story of that game is actually pretty good and interesting, yeah. but it's like, all right, tune in in eight hours. Like, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like I, like I want to know what happens here. Um, and, and it feels like it loses any sort of like agency. Because like, well, I guess we're gonna deal with that later. It's got a good, uh, it's got a good photo mode. I'll say that. Hey, all games. Hey, all games have a good photo mode. Yeah, it, yeah. Especially, uh, it really does take good pictures of dead cats. Yeah, we got to post that on Twitter just for people to see your hopefully, abomination. Uh, hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, we'll have that posted. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna promise. By the time you're hearing this, you can go <laughs> to our Twitter account and look at a video or a picture. I don't know what exactly sort of media you have of this. Of just both. Oh, good. <laughs> so then maybe, maybe both. Any, any way um, you want to see that. That'll, that'll be on our, our Twitter account, at HitboxPod. Always be plugging. Uh, you know, speaking of difficulty, actually, I finished Outriders this week. Congrats. Uh, Justin? <laughs> Justin? I have never... I Like, I can't remember the last time that I went from being, like, so hot on a game to being like, this is awesome, to being like fuck this game like i i can't remember the last time i've done that uh and that's what happened with outriders i hit a point where like i was at world tier seven and like i would I, I'm, a, I'm a close range class so i'm not supposed to be in cover but like i would pop out of cover not even like i wouldn't even like hook myself off of like the walls but i would like pop out to aim a shotgun as people are running towards me and from a hundred different directions get shot and die instantly like that's how like a lot of those combat encounters would yeah. start is i would pop out and just and I'd be done. So I said, every time that happened, um, I would take the world tier down one. And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, I'm at world tier three. This isn't fun. Like I'm not feeling challenged because like maybe I'm bad and maybe I was playing it wrong. I don't know. Um, but I got to the point where I was like, fuck it. World tier one. Everyone pretends like I'm a God in this game, but like, I don't feel like one cause I'm just losing instantly. Um, so I walked through and uh, just, I mean, I just annihilated people. It was a lot of fun, but it was like really <laughs> empty. Um, 
And I mean, like the story is so ridiculous and uninteresting and the characters are really uninteresting. And uh, I literally laughed out loud at the ending. Oh, that's never a good sign. Yeah, man. I, I finished it and they were like, apparently the end game, like after you finish the main story is where like it's really good. But I'm not sticking around and find out. Well, it, like the story is not good. It's probably just the combat and the combat would still probably rely on you being with a couple of your buddies doing the world tier 15 kind of in yeah. combat right like i don't know how, i i don't find if you're struggling playing it like this in terms of like enjoying it i don't think that's going to be the place for you no well that's the thing too like i probably would like this a lot more if i was playing it with like my friends uh just by the nature of what it was and, and the way that it is but it just like yeah about halfway through i was like yeah we're in the desert i don't care <laughs> well <laughs> like, let me tell you once once i get my series x uh then i'll play through it and then once i'm through the game you and me will we'll do it together we'll do all the the late game stuff sure yeah however i this is the yeah, first week going? in this whole process that i've actually been like actively trying to get one and um it's not great <laughs> yeah isn't it weird that i got one like on a whim yeah like yeah. literally i was like oh lol i'm not gonna get through this link lol it's not gonna check out it like, seems like though like when like around christmas time there were more opportunities for this for you yeah. to get them um now it's just like it's so like the last time there was a series x in stock was April 15th at 3.22. I know this because of now in stock.net, not because I've been taking copious notes. <laughs> but April 15th um, at 3.22 p.m. at Walmart. Um, and it was in stock for maybe a minute. Yeah. Like, it was so quick out of there. And then... Uh, you were sharing a couple with me. They have the they have the series uh, S's everywhere. Um, I could have bought one from Microsoft for about two days. They had uh, one through GameStop that had a bundle yeah. uh, for like the weekend. It was available, but I don't want a Series S. That's not what I want. But also these bundles are problematic too because I'm not going to spend seven hundred dollars to get a Series X with Assassin's Creed and an extra controller and more right. Game Pass. You know, I don't need that. That doesn't right, right. that that becomes an expense that. And mind you, the reason I've been looking at purchasing this was so I could play Outriders, Dude. and I know Dude. Outriders <laughs> is not worth seven hundred dollars. You know, here's the thing, Justin. You're gonna like it a lot. Oh, I'm sure when I, you do I, play I, it, you're going to like it a lot. It's I'm very, sure I will, but I don't think there's a world in which this game is worth $700 to any human being. Probably not, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I'm speaking in, in broad terms. I'm sure the developers got a little bit more than $700 out of this game. I have to imagine. I'd hope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been really rough to try to get one of these. Um, and I'm glad I don't actually need to get one because if I was relying on this to play stuff, it wouldn't, wouldn't be fun yeah. at all. Uh, numbers just came out. And oh. so far, the PlayStation 5, as of March 31st, has sold over 7.6 million units, which makes it the fasting, fastest selling um, uh, console in U.S. history. No kidding. So all of this stuff that's going around the PlayStation 5, all of their business decisions and stuff like that, and it's still the highest selling console of all time. That's, I mean, In like the U.S. history. Yeah. Sorry, people of the world. But I was gonna say the Wii probably smashed uh, that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, of yeah. of all time, all time. Like right, I'm right, sure right. It, that I don't know how fast that went, but I think that that's shocking. And considering you can't buy either a, a Sony, like a PlayStation or an Xbox at this point, like that's pretty interesting to think about. Yeah. Like Sony had that's a good amount of stock. Well, I mean, like people are 
like ravenous for it. I, I mean, I experienced that like literally like they're just gone. They're just gone. Yeah. Um, you know, which exciting for the people who get them. It was very exciting when I got one. I gave um, I gave the GameStop guy a high five. And then I was like, oh, coronavirus. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, that, that was that that was a powerful high five. Then. It, happened, it happened. Well, because he was in fr- actually he was in front of the registers because he was doing it on like a side computer. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, are you kidding me? And I gave him a high five. And then I kind of looked at my hand and I was like, you're probably fine. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to lick my hand now. It's like, like, I just I just peed on that. It's nice. It's good. It's like, oh, cool. And then just like putting it in yeah. my mouth. Is that um, weird? We live in a world where you'd rather have someone pee on their hand than have coronavirus on their hand. Uh, I mean, I think well, that's oh, right. Well, hey, they call me double double vax spit tech, so like I'm good. <laughs> I mean, like obviously, hey, ladies and gentlemen, and all our non-binary listeners, the vaccine doesn't make you entirely immune. You can still potentially be a spreader. You can still potentially get it. It's very important that we are continuing to social distance, wear masks, and all that. That said, I got the double vaccine. I'm finally all good to go. Woo! Yeah, very celebrate excited. with a high five to your yeah. nearest GameStop employee. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that right into my mic. Um, but I also, I finished, Elena and I finished Super Mario 3D World. Um, probably going to move on to Bowser's Fury in the next little bit here, but. That's Is Bowser's game. Fury multiplayer too? Yeah, it's different though, because I think it's like one person plays as Mario and the other person plays as uh, Koopa Kid. Okay, is it is it like, is the Koopa Kid actually like a functioning character or is it like in Super Mario Galaxy when it's like a star, you just like shake oh, it gosh, the I hope I hope it's like a functioning character. Otherwise, <laughs> be like, sorry, Elena, this is for Peter. <laughs> like, <laughs> this game that I bought for us, this part's just for it's Peter. Actually, not for us. Yeah, but um, anything else? Uh, I actually, <laughs> I went old school this weekend and played some board games. Uh, and have you ever played the board game Codename before? No, uh, mm, no. It's supposed to be like a competitive thing where you're trying to guess words on a tile to find out like who the mystery person is. And if you guess the wrong thing, mm. uh, then you lose automatically. But it's basically like a word association game. There's like 25 word tiles on a table. And then you have a limited amount of turns to guess which of those word tiles is like a secret agent that is on your team. So huh. you basically have to use like categories to try to like get as give as many clues as possible um quickly so that your opponent can guess it it's kind of complicated but it's a fun little game i played it before the actual code names um, but my girlfriend and i played the code names duet which was a cooperative two-player game huh. which is kind of fun and i want to remind everyone remind our listeners that if you're talking about couch co-op games and you're having struggles finding them um first of all you should probably play it takes two because i hear that's a pretty good game and as soon as I've i get my new, du- my, du- my new dual sense i'll be playing that However, um, if you don't have two DualSense controllers or you don't have the money to get It Takes Two, just get a board game. That is yeah. the couch co-op game of what to do. So Codames Duet, highly recommend. Um, and then if you're too confused by that, uh, and trust me, we were like playing the game and we had like the instructions <laughs> and like, yeah. we finished around and I was like, okay, that was fun, but we didn't play it right. So we got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, if that's too complicated, uh, play Guess Who. Or Chess. I, Elena, yeah. Elena got super in it. She watched The Queen's Gambit six months late and is super into it now and we're doing playing a lot of chess she's teaching me some strats oh is she good at it uh she's taking lessons on chess.com i mean that's a real thing do you see that chess board in the back right there oh yeah look at that look at that yeah yeah it's a it's a automatic chess board i cannot barely i can barely beat the easiest difficulty level yeah elena like just wipes the floor with me like i'm i mean 
she and she like teaches me some tricks too. She's like, you want to like control the center of the board, and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I want to move the knight here, though, because yeah, I want I, to. I like, was learning <laughs> a chess in, like, fifth grade. Oh, and, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, and I set up a chess tournament, yeah. and uh, I lost first round. Just, that makes me extremely sad. Yeah. <laughs> extremely sad. Dang, dude, that sucks. Yeah. Speaking of things that suck, let's talk about this first news story here. Um, <laughs> sorry, you were taking a sip of, was that, Monster? I almost spit-taked all over the yeah. um, technology here. So... Was he the di- the director of Days Gone? Is like mad at the gamers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the writer. Excuse me, the writer, uh, John S- Smith Garvin. John Garvin. So this is a uh, we're, we're reading this from a Eurogamer article by uh, Vicky Blake. Uh, this was I think first reported by Video Game Chronicle. Uh, but basically, John Garvin's mad at the gamers for <laughs> not supporting Days Gone. I guess. Uh, l- let me let me read you a few quotations about what he said here. Um, the the biggest thing that, that people are talking about is he said this on uh, a on David Jaffe Jaffs. I don't know. I've never heard of this person. He I apparently interviews people. David Jaffe. Jaffe. Do you know him? Uh, as a person, as a human being, as like a friend, I don't. Okay. Do you I've know? heard of some of his work. Yeah. Got it. Is, he like interviews creators, right? Yeah. Like game stuff. Yeah. So he said. Um, in a YouTube interview, that complain if uh, you can't, that players shouldn't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel, um, if they didn't buy it at quote fucking full price, and uh, he he sort of goes on to say that uh, if you love a game, you should buy it at full price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, "Yeah, I got it on sale. I got their, that through PS Plus or whatever." Don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. It's like God of War got whatever number millions of sales at launch, and you know. Days Gone didn't. Just speaking for me personally as a developer, I don't work for Sony. I don't know what the numbers are. Um, and he also sort of goes on to talk about like piracy for Siphon Filter, which Ben Studio previously sort of worked on and saying like, yeah, you know, we could see that X thousand copies of this have been sort of pirated or, you know, torrented off of these different websites, which, you know, that's not great for those developers, but what do you think about all this? Is it the gamer's fault that Days Gone didn't get a sequel? I didn't listen to this whole interview. No, um, like four I hours just long. I just I'm read not. a couple of uh, of parts from different articles talking about it. Yeah. And going back mm. to the Bloomberg article we talked about last week, right? Yes. He's not yelling at Sony here. Mm-mm. Which is interesting, right? Like he's not like talking about how Sony was so terrible about not doing this stuff. He, who was at the studio around this time, knew the realities of it and knew that the game didn't sell or do the numbers that they were expecting. He probably knew that it was in a development crazy place, like, what, seven-plus years of development this game went through? Something like that. So he is one of the people who's probably pretty close with the situation, and if he's identifying the problem as not just Sony being these terrible corporate overlords and then being him being more real, saying, like, well, this didn't get support, so why would we make a sequel to it? If you want a sequel, you should have bought it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's the best way to endear fans to you, obviously. Uh, no. In fact, I have seen <laughs> a lot of animosity now towards Days Gone and towards this guy um, online just sort of anecdotally days gone needs any more animosity (laughs) uh i mean here's the thing like i I agree with everything you said you know he's not talking about sony which i think is interesting because like to me ultimately the like blame is is like a negative has a negative connotation but like the uh, onus maybe falls on sony for saying no we don't want to make days gone too 
that is a business decision that they made that it all that impacts people creatively 100%. That said, like if Days Gone sold like plenty like like tons and tons and tons of copies, millions and millions of copies when it came out, would that have turned the tide for them? May maybe, sure. But like at the end of the day, that is not on the people buying the games to that you, the fact that it didn't get a sequel. Does it make sense? Uh, yeah, I I, I mean, I, there are a reason for sure, but like, sorry that I didn't buy Days Gone immediately when it came out because I didn't know if I wanted to play it or not. I don't think it's the individual consumer's fault. I think the the way you can, I guess, if you're going to blame the consumers, you're looking at the numbers. And if it didn't make a set amount of units sold in the beginning, in the beginning window of it, when it's the most profitable, like that's understandable why they wouldn't make a sequel. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, it didn't make the numbers because the people didn't buy them, but there's so many other reasons why people didn't buy this game. It could be right. because they weren't interested in it. Um, it could be because uh, it was all over the place for the reviews. People loved it. People hated it. Um, and then when it first came out, it was so messy and and buggy that people were talking about that. So people were like, you know what? I, I can just wait on this game just a little bit. I don't need to buy it right now. And that's not on the consumer. That's being a smart consumer. Right. Well, and, and also, like, I don't mean to... I've not played Days Gone. But from Wait, what I know... but It's free. I mean, it's free right now. Sorry, <laughs> David... What's your name? Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, John Garvin. It's free. It's free right now. Apologies. I would... It's not a part of that decision process at all. But, like, I mean, it is a seemingly narrative-focused zombie game set in America years after the initial outbreak. It is open world, but it sounds a lot like a video game that I this I, I love. It sounds a lot like The Last of Us. And I'm not saying like I don't have space in my heart for more zombie related media, because I definitely do, but like looking at sort of the reviews that this got and looking at the recommendations that people have given to me from it, saying like, yeah, I mean it's pretty good, but people aren't like, you gotta play Days Gone, man. You know? Seeing the way it sort of compares, it's sort of like, well, I've already sort of had that experience in the a Sony game, no, no less, in The Last of Us. So, like, maybe I'm going to wait until it's on sale or something like that. Maybe I don't need to buy this for $60 right away when it comes out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the, I, going to Nintendo with what Nintendo does with their exclusives, they never go on sale. No. You know, and if they go on sale, it's like it's like a cheeky like ten percent off. You know, like, it's, like, it's like Breath of the Wild selling for oh fifty five dollars like that. Yeah, and it's a sale. It's not like a permanent like downgrade in the price. Right, and that just makes those games. It they just seem like they are worth more for some yeah. reason. And I know this is all about marketing and everything. And um, I, initially when um uh on, um, just give me a second to find this. To your point, uh, I trust. I, I trust Nintendo as developers to make games that I'm going to like. So if Nintendo is putting their foot down and saying, no, this game costs $60, I'm like, for the most part, kind of like, okay, like I trust that. I trust that this that you are putting out content and, and games that are of a $60 quality. And even if I don't love a game that's $60, I can see how someone might. You know, like I didn't love Mario Odyssey, but like clearly people fucking love that game, you know? Yeah, um, I, the example with like the the price of something going with the quality of it, 
uh, there was, uh, are you familiar with Warby Parker? The glasses? The glasses, yeah. I mean, I know what they are, but I don't wear glasses, so. So the, their uh, company, when they were first coming up with the prices, they were trying to think of what they could sell them for. And initially their numbers came to be like, oh, we can be pretty profitable by making this um, $45 a pair. Mm-hmm. We can make these $45 a pair. But they're like, no, but we're not going to sell them at $45 a pair. We're going to sell them at $95 a pair, even though they're they're technically we could sell them and get a good profit at 45 because we want to make these not seem like they're a cheap option. We want to make these glasses seem like they are a high-quality brand so sure. people buy them thinking that they're buying quality. And they even had a couple of things uh, where they wanted to to first price their glasses at ninety nine dollars, but mm. then they feel like, oh, that's a little bit of like a like that almost seems like a like a discount, like it's not quite a hundred. Let's make it ninety five because that number sounds like this is like it's a number that makes the consumer feel like they're buying quality and not getting some kind of cheap deal. Sure. And I think when you're looking at video games like this, I mean. You think about all these games that come out and how if you just wait a little bit, you could buy Watch Dogs uh, Legion for like 15 bucks. Yeah. Marvel's The Avengers, you can buy on used, sometimes even on sale for 15, 20 bucks. Right. And like, why would you want to buy these games at full price unless they're going to be these like slam dunk games that you know are going to be great? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it, it's more of a statement what the the guy from Dave's Gone is talking about. It's more of a statement about the economy of video games right now right. and like what does a $60 even now $70 video game actually cost and how long does it stay at that price like mm-hmm. it's just a weird it's a weird world and you have these things like Game Pass when people can get Outriders for free or for free with an asterisk or for $70 yeah like i i don't know it, it it's an interesting the market is ultimately going to be the thing that that decides how much video games are going to cost and guess what the market decided days gone wasn't good enough right i think he talks and and i don't think that i have a direct quotation pulled up here uh but to my understanding he talks about how its metacritic score really hurt it and he was not super thrilled with ign because i think they gave it a six out of ten uh which like for ign standards like that's quite low for these you know big triple a releases i'm not trying to say anything about like you know everyone reviews games differently and whatever but what i am saying is like to my understanding from what i've heard about it from other people days gone maybe wasn't a six out of ten for everyone but for that reviewer i think it was lucy james uh it it clearly was that said like you can't fault this person for reviewing your game poorly like it sucks that it is the sort of economy of video games that so many people go to IGN for reviews and if the game doesn't review well at IGN then like yeah that's going to impact it but like the metacritic score is probably i think what 70 something 71 yeah, the metacritic score is like in the 70s which i mean isn't terrible <laughs> like and I, the user score is an 8.3 so there you go it's not like a game that you look at and you say like wow people hate this game to me i see 71 and 83 from the users and i'm like all right like that seems Seems like a pretty good game, like all in all. But I don't know, man. Like, just hearing the way hearing the way that he is talking about this just doesn't sit quite right with me. I think there are games that that are out there. Be like, oh, I could be interested in this, but I'm not spending seventy bucks on it. I think, yeah. I, I think that that is definitely something that that happens to gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I, I agree with you. I, I don't think the reason people waited to buy this was just because it was too much money. Right. There's other there's other parts to this narrative that made it um, uh, a risk to to purchase <laughs> unless yeah. you were absolutely sure that this was like the game for you. Um, uh, fun fact though, guess what? Metacritic. If you're gonna yeah. ask Metacritic, they like uh, Days Gone less than the medium. That's right. The medium oh, has gosh. a 75 on Metacritic. So so I mean, there you go. Right. Like we're gonna get a medium sequel. You know it. I know. And I'm and we're gonna have to play it. I'm gonna have to play it. Maybe, maybe it'll be better. I, I don't. I I will have to get another computer if that's the case because this one could barely <laughs> run that one. <laughs> or hopefully by then you'll have a Series X in the next three, four, hopefully five that will years. Because from what I hear, it wasn't that much it better was in there. Great. No. <laughs> um, I had a point about Days Gone, but I mean, maybe maybe a lot of people thought it looked like Ride to Hell Retribution. Do you know that game? That, that, that's a poll. <laughs> Did you know that? Uh, I'm I'm familiar with it. It is a biker game. Uh, look at the Metacritic score there. That's I'm I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> uh, I think it's one of the worst reviewed Metacritic Met- yeah games. It's a Sixteen. <laughs> I'm gonna say actually we might have talked about this in the very early days of our I show think we when did, we did when that we Metacritic our, our, our thing. games our game show yeah yeah it's like a, it's like a biker game um, that for whatever reason reminds me of Days Gone which perhaps is bad but <sighs> I, but Metacritic like it sucks that that's how people view that that's how people like look at games because that's obviously like it is just a snapshot of like the general consensus of like did reviewers like this yes or no days gone says yeah it's not in the 60s it's low 70s but like when you click on the metacritic score it's big and green and there's a lot of reviews saying play this game you know what i'm saying yeah i i think uh, when you're when you're looking at like a, a a review i do think these big outlets have a lot of responsibility Mm-hmm. Um, to do their due diligence when reviewing something. And I think it's important to remember that a review is a person's opinion, not the website's opinion. Yes. It just happens that more eyes are on IGN than they are on Hitbox. You know, right. so uh, what they say and what they publish has a lot of influence on the overall success of certain games, what gets mm-hmm. coverage, what people look at. Um, and... Uh, I I can understand why a, a score of a six could be damning for a game like that. Sure. Even though it's not like I, I can't blame IGN for giving it a six. No. I don't I don't blame people for not buying it. Um, I get the frustration. There's a better way to handle this. May, I also wasn't I didn't listen to the interview, so I don't know if he was being like uh, like fun aggressive or like actually aggressive. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> but out of context, it doesn't come off as fun aggressive. No, no, he did the not. F word a couple times. Yes, he did. That's the fuck word. And to me, that is that's a little aggressive. Yeah, it's a little aggressive. And and again, all this is taken a little bit out of context. But I think that at the end of the day, it does it doesn't make him look super great. Yeah, but. But that that is what it is. Let's talk about something that uh, does look great, and that's the Nintendo Indie Showcase. Justin, did you Ooh, watch it? I did watch it. Um, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I meant to. I meant to. It was on the list to do, but it, it didn't happen. See, uh, this, bo- this both uh, proves and disproves our arguments last week for E3 because you didn't watch <laughs> it because it wasn't the E3 on the calendar, yes. and I watched it, and I, I, I liked having it not be a part of something. I could just watch it over a weekend, so I wasn't like overwhelmed with it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the 
presentation itself wasn't like groundbreaking. I think there were there were only a few like major announcements that were done here. I think the biggest one was their stinger at the end, which was Oxenfree Two Lost yes. Signals. Lots of have people were talking about Oxen that. Free? Uh, I have. I've uh, tried to play it twice. And I get about halfway through and I'm like, I just can't with these kids who are just interrupting each other all the time. Like, I just can't. There's just too much interruption. Um, yeah, it, it was like one of those science fiction stories that the more you found out, the worse it got. Yeah, okay. Yeah, once they start, once you start answering some of the questions, I was like, eh, I mean, if I'm going to play a game that's so slow like this, because boy, it's slow with how your characters walk. Right. Um. Uh, I just wasn't necessarily into it. Um, my girlfriend and I play that one together. Uh, and if I wasn't interested, she was on her phone. She didn't, she didn't use TikTok at the time, but trust me, she would have been on TikTok, been TikTok during that yeah. playthrough. Did you play the whole thing? Uh, yeah, we got, we got through it. Um, it, it's, it's fine. It's, I can't like, say I was excited about good, this, but. but yeah, I mean, this was the big stinger announcement, but yeah. There's some other cool stuff in this in this announce in this uh, uh, direct though. Uh, what I, I know you didn't watch it, but based on the titles here, what kind of stood out to you? Uh, there is no game wrong dimension is um, exciting for me. Do you know anything about there is no game wrong dimension? Yeah, I actually played the demo of there is no game. Uh, it, it was like it came out. It was like some kind of like project or like smaller, like very small thing that someone mm-hmm. did. It's free on Steam, I think. And then, I think it's free on iOS too, maybe? May, it could be. And then based off of that game, they made this There Is No Game Wrong Dimension. I think it came out last year. 2020. Or, yes. Yeah, so yeah, yes, that is last year. Jesus. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, here's the thing. I've heard excellent things about this game, but to my understanding, I mean, it's it's on Steam, but yeah. like I can't, like I don't ever bank on being able to play a game on my computer. And then... <laughs> I've also heard like, oh, play it on iOS, but like my phone like has a it crashes like opening Twitter sometimes, so it like does not have a good track what, what record. What iPhone of, do you have? Uh, seven. Okay, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> it's the one. It's the yeah, one. It, right when they were like, no more headphone. Yeah, jacks. this is the cutoff point. Everything yes. else is good, but not the seven. No. Right. So actually, um, uh, Apple was like, hey, uh, Peter, uh, what? What type of phone phone do you have? That's the one that's not going to work. What, yeah. that, what that one in your hand that's not going to work. Yeah. They targeted you. Yeah, it's um, not great, but that's why I didn't play it. And I was like, everyone, <laughs> everyone who's like played it is like, you got to check this out. So I'm excited that it's coming to Switch, so I can uh, give it a go. And then what else was on here? There's one more thing that looked uh, interesting to me. Uh, oh, House of the Dead remake. Yeah. So is that going to be like a light gun game? I'm assuming, like with your. <sighs> I don't know, because here's the problem, is. The Switch Lite has, like, completely changed the way that Nintendo has to look at developing games, or developers have to look at putting games on the Switch, because if you make a light gun game where you, you know, take the Joy-Con off and you point it at the screen, which I think would be dope, um, which, like, I think I would be very into that, please, I would like that very much, Um, you can't do that with a Switch Lite. And, like, you don't want to alienate... I don't know the numbers on that, you, but, like, you don't want to alienate those people. You can't, but you can connect the Joy-Cons to the Switch Lite. I guess so, but, like, if you are a Switch Lite owner, <laughs> are you going to go out and buy Joy-Cons to play House of the Dead on if your Switch If you're a Switch Lite, Lite owner, are you going to buy the House of the Dead? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like, I, I, hate to, I hate to limit the people who would get a Switch Lite, but I don't so, think that extra $50 is worth to... Yeah, so I'm curious if it's going to be like aiming with the actual stick or they could do something where like 
you know, with Zelda, what is that? Skyward Sword. They have like an alternate control scheme for people mm. who want to play it, you know. Yeah, I can't imagine that being a fun way stuff. to play it, though. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I like, I would get excited about being like, oh, I'm going to play a light gun game in my house. Like, that sounds <laughs> dope. But if it turns into like, oh, and you just aim with the thing, like, oh, okay, I don't want that. But <laughs> those, those are the ones that stuck out to me. Yeah, and then there's uh, this trailer that you sent me, uh, Kiwi. Kiwi! Yes. So um, in Kiwi, you play as two Kiwi birds. Uh, those are those little like fuzzy ones with the long snoots. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're beaks, but they look like little snoots. And uh, you basically work at a post office, and you have different tasks. It looks like a cooperative game with you and your partner having to do things. Like one of them is you have to type out letters, so you have to jump on the little keys with your little kiwi bird. Uh, the other one is you have to like uh, put postage to the mail guy, which is this big like ostrich-looking dude that has a big mail pack on him. So you have to like organize the mail and give it to him. And there's like different places in this mail office that you can uh, like basically be in, like work in. And those places have a different job per what season you're in. So I'm like assuming during Christmas time, you're probably going to be uh, sorting letters for Santa. Yeah. Um, this is what I'm assuming. I don't know if that's true or not, but it says it changes based on the season, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, you play two Kiwi birds and their names are Jeff and Deborah. And the second I heard that they named these Kiwi birds, Jeff and Deborah, I was sold. <laughs> and it gets better too. Like, Imagine that in a New Zealand accent. Does Jeef and Debra? That's awesome. I have you ever seen a kiwi? Not in real life. Uh, Me neither. But I would love to. Yeah. Little, yeah. little beaks. Little snoots. Yeah, they're pretty cute. They're pretty adorable. Yeah. So that game looked like a little fun, little co-op, uh, cooperative game. Uh, so yeah. if you're done playing um, your your uh, your code name duet, you can always go and pop in the kiwi. There's this Resident Evil showcase too. Did you watch that? I did, uh, and I think I want to play Resident Evil Seven, the old like the one that came out twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, I okay. want to play that one just because I'm assuming those two stories are connected, right? Yes, it's the same protagonist. Yeah, so that would probably help me. Um, so I'll play that one, and if I like it, I'll probably play uh, Village when it comes out. Like I think that'd be a fun little thing. Um, they also have uh, one of the announcements that they had at this. Uh, uh, what is it? Direct showcase. showcase yeah uh was they have like limited time they have limited time uh demos that you can play yes for but it's super confusing about the the way it's gonna work it, the, i saw a chart posted on twitter yeah. and i was like if you have to share a chart you have gone astray a little bit uh, <laughs> it is available for you and i right now on the playstation 4 playstation 5 to try the i think it's the village demo which i'm i'm kind of like Here's the thing, Justin. I'm hesitant to try it because I liked the Maiden demo and I'm kind yeah. of at this point like, and I really liked 7 and I really liked uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. So I'm kind of at this point where I'm like, I just, like I'll just play it. Like, I'll, just, I'll just buy the game when it comes out. Um, but I'm also like, I think I'm pretty brave when it comes to video games, like in terms of like horror games. Like I like mm -hmm. horror video games. Uh, Resident Evil 7 scared me very bad. <laughs> uh, like very bad. Yeah. Um, so like I don't know if I want to like spread out the terror of Resident Evil 8 over the, <laughs> the next like month and a half here. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I don't know if that is the um, uh, I, I don't know if that's a game that needs a demo. I mean like the the first one had a demo or Resident Evil 7 had a demo. Yeah. And that's what like got everyone on board with like is Resident Evil very good. Yeah. Uh, again. Um, but I think that that game had a great, like the maiden demo was like, Oh, perfect. 
Yeah. Sold. Like, I'm I, in. I get it. That's cool. Yeah. But there's two more. There's this one and then another one, I think. Um, and then, like, if you're playing on Xbox or elsewhere, like, all those go live at a certain date. Yeah, it's like you got eight hours, you get 30 minutes of one of two demos, and yeah. then they will come to your house and take your, your system if you play it longer or something Punch like that. Punch you in that. the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you want to play the demo... Uh, you, you don't actually have that much time to play it, uh, not only in terms of the length of the demo, but also in terms of when you can actually play it. So make sure you read up on that. Do your homework if you want to play a demo, which I think is a great way to get people in your game. <laughs> it helps that it's good, though. It helps that the demo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. something that was not great, like, I don't I don't know how jazz I'd be about it. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, I'll just play it when I get it. Like, just, Yeah, like Mar- Marvel's The Avengers. Not a great demo, but still bought but, it. But you liked it. And it seemed like the general consensus is like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's no yeah, days gone. It, it's but, a little sloppy, but, um, you know, I'm sure it'll get better when you buy the full game. Yeah. And here we are. Oh, I just got a notification. Marvel's Avengers brand new going for $6. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Can we talk about Emily is away three? That's what I'm going to be referring to it from here on out because it's hard to talk about with the le- like is less than three heart sign. However you want to call it. The yeah, third, the, the, the third, the Emily third is away in game. the history. Wait, wait, histor- hi, the, his, the storied his, storied in the, <clears throat> the third in the storied franchise. Yes. Emily is away. Now, I'm curious about, before we get into, like, this particular game, I'm curious about your history with these games. Have you played any of them before this? Yeah, I played uh, this week. I played Emily's Away 1, Emily's Away 2, and Emily's Away 3, or less than 3. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I I heard about them. It was, like, something on my radar. Mm-hmm. If you if you are someone who is sitting here being like, I don't know, man, uh, Emily's Away, it's free right now. You can get it for free. The first one, yeah, it's it's, first uh, one's it's free, free, and it's like twenty five minutes, and it's great. Yeah, uh, it's really good. The second one costs some money, but not that much, and the third one costs like some money, but not that much. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's uh, t- totally like a good little investment here. But for those of you who don't know, can you explain to our listeners what Emily is away is? Yeah, so the whole series takes place in it's like a visual novel kind of that takes place in. Uh, the first two take place in, uh, what is it, AOL Messenger, Instant Messenger. Yeah. And then the this third one takes place on Facebook direct messages. Um, so we'll sort of get into that when we talk about specifically about like that. But they are, conver- the first one is a conversation between you and this girl named Emily. You are seniors in high school. They always are, you're a senior in high school and you are just going through it, man. Like, <laughs> you know, figuring out like, are we going to college? Like, yeah. how... All, all the problems that seniors in college sort of deal with uh, are addressed in these games. And it's like a very it's like decision based, you know, not every single line of dialogue is going to be like a huge thing. But there are certainly points in the story where it deviates. Um, the first two, I believe, do the like Emily will remember that. <laughs> or like you chose to do this and then the third one doesn't which i actually really like about the third one because it makes it feel like everything is sort yeah. of a big deal yeah um but yeah they're they're quite good and if you haven't played them i would highly recommend um playing them all that said justin generally what did you think of emily's way three i i gotta say i I can get bored pretty easily 
with Uh-oh. visual novels. Sure. Um, and there was something about this one that made me not bored. My heart was racing, dude. I know. Like, it, the whole and, time. And I think part of the reason is because it's so interactive with how you're doing this because it does simulate uh, for the first two aim and for this last one early Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and it makes you feel like you're there and they actually make you when you do a dialogue option, you have to like, like type, on your keyboard. type random. Yeah. You keys, just have to yeah. type random things on your keyboard. So even if you choose one of three options, then you just like have to like over your keyboard and you feel like you're a really fast typer too. Yeah. Um, but then you like type it in. So it feels like I'm actually writing these messages to these characters. Um, and they even do a thing with Emily's away two and three, where at the beginning of it, they have you download a, yeah. a background to make yes. it look like you're playing uh, like a time appropriate uh, game on a Windows XP or something like that. Yes. So I had like the stereotypical, like the the sky with the field uh, yeah. in my background that was a little pixelated. It was it was very pixelated in the second one, not as pixelated in the third one. So then it looks like this window pops up that you're playing on your desktop, but you're on your desktop, but you're playing this game that's taking place in the past. And it's just like, it's so cool how they, like these little things just make it that much more immersive. Um, it's like, it was great. Like it was really, really good. I'd played, so I'd played the first one uh, many years ago. And then I played the second one, the first and second one in preparation for this. Um, and I thought the second one was like a huge step up based yeah, on the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And I think that three is a huge step up even based on that second one. Um, so I, I am 23 years old. In two, this it, game is set in 2008. In 2008, I was doing some math here. <laughs> 10, 10, 11. In 2008, I was 11. Born in 1997. So uh, I made a Facebook account when I was 12 years old. My dad helped me lie about my information. And um, <laughs> What a dad. <laughs> what I know, a man. <laughs> I know. Um, so like, that was my first experience with social media. So like this game, so like the other two games, I have no like nostalgia for uh, AOL Instant Messenger. But like this game, like, whoa, I was not a senior in high school, obviously in 2008, 2009. I was. But you were. And so I was, <laughs> I'm going to be very interested to see like how this sort of feels. But like for me, this was very emblematic of my experience being on Facebook around then. And then also like I was, by the time I was a senior in high school, it was more like on Twitter. Facebook was like, still around it's not the way that it is now where it's like i don't even fucking think about it but like this captured those conversations and the way that i felt really really well um dang i love this game i yeah yeah Yeah, i mean this was facebook before facebook became just content sharing like that's what kind of it's turned into now it just seems like a lot of it it's like it's so like close with just who your friends are and like focusing on the friends and what your friends are doing rather than now it's just kind of like this hodgepodge of different things that you can do on it. So mm-hmm. definitely love that nostalgia stuff. Like you literally have a poke war with one of the characters in yeah. here. So you're like doing a chat with them and you're typing and all of a sudden you get a notification that the person has poked you and you're like, you know what? I'm going to poke you back right now. And you're just like the whole time you like send something, you just keep getting these notifications and you keep poking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's just like, Oh gosh, we all remember our poke wars. Yeah. Did you win the poke war in Emily's away? Oh, of course. Yeah. She me too. Out. I was, yeah, come on. Was I going to just leave it? (laughs) Please. Um, So additionally, what this game does is it sends you to YouTube or like spell. So by the way, uh, obviously because they can't use like Facebook, 
it's face nook and then youtube is youtube spelled y-o-u-t-o-o-b which is it's just very endearing um but it perfectly captures youtube of 2008 and like your friends send you like meme videos of like chocolate rain guy and i think uh, my he was that 2008 maybe Uh, i'm sure it's around that time uh well uh, that there's actually you could get the numa uh, Numa, that's that's the song. Emily was away too, I think. Yes. Like that was one of the icons you could choose for your your profile, but And there's like movie trailers and like but but the thing that did it the most for me was the songs. Uh cuz different people are in a different music and they send you different songs to listen to. The first song that you're sent is Trust Me by 303. Do you know that song? Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a classic. That's a classic was, senior year bop. Like laughing out loud like i was literally i was alone and i'm like oh my gosh because justin like if your boyfriend's was it if your boyfriend's got beef whatever i'm not i'm gonna cut this out because i sound like an idiot Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but like literally laughing out loud um you know i again i wasn't like old enough to listen to that then but like i definitely listened to 303 in high school and like a lot of the other bands that they sent like there's like some slipknot in there like breaking benjamin the offspring like all this stuff is in there that is just so good like death cab for a cutie and and the killers and oh it's just so good and and it really captures what what i think that does is it really captures not only like the aesthetic of like you're typing in facebook but by listening to this music that makes me nostalgic it also really tapped into that feeling of like, whoa, this is what it was like to to talk to people like this. And, and like it captured that feeling so well that like, I don't know, when I was done with it, I was just sitting there thinking about like my life, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you have a similar sort of like, did it capture you in that same way? I, I, I just the the fact that i'm sitting there listening to playlists from 2008 music while i'm on this old version of facebook it was just kind of like this like out of body transported experience at times yeah. and then it gets really messed up because a lot of the choices i could make as, in terms of my dialogue options i'm like the dialogue that i was selecting were like things i would legitimately yes. say yes. and like it was like so in my voice and I, like having these conversations and thinking about like when i was doing this when i was a high school person making like like chatting with people on social medias and stuff and going back to that it really just took me back there mm-hmm. uh to that to that time and place it was it was really wild i got to admit I want to talk spoilers about this game and, and the and the choices that you and I made here. Do you have anything else to add in general before we sort of get into that? Um, yeah, I, I think overall, um, you, you try this game out. Um, I, I think it will hit harder for people who have that nostalgia. Yes. Uh, for Facebook, for people who have played it. But when you're really looking at the, the three of the games, the first one was a conversation with one person. Mm-hmm. The second one's a conversation with two people. And uh, there's this really cool part in the second one where there's like... Yes, 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 yes. I know there's like this, about, this timing situation that you're having two simultaneous aim conversations at the same time. And you literally cannot 
talk to both at the same time. There's a timer on them, and eventually you're going to run out of time. And people have like tried to cheat it and like use like macros to like try to like do it perfectly, but it's it's physically impossible because the timer goes faster. So you're basically like having these two deep conversations with characters, and you have to basically choose who you care about the most. For me, I accidentally accidentally chose the wrong person. <laughs> like, Weirdly enough, the, the, me too. The one I was invested <laughs> with and like trying to like help and listening to, I like accidentally like missed their dialogue. I was like, damn it! And then the, then the timer goes away, and I was like, well, I guess I'll care about this person's life, and we ended up dating. Um, <laughs> that's how isn't that how life works, though. I mean, <laughs> I've been there. I've been there for sure. Um, but like this one, there's no like timing moments like that. But it's such more of a living, breathing world. Because not only is you being on Facebook have a lot more options, like you were just like sometimes waiting for people to like respond to you. And I'm just like searching through profiles and looking at like different things and like different yeah. posts and like reading people's walls and like looking at the YouTube and like look, clicking on movie trailers and stuff that are in, in the, the descriptions. And, and there's just like all this little stuff. So I like even when I'm waiting for dialogue options to happen, I was never bored. There's always something to do. And there's so many characters that you have that have these intersecting paths that you're trying to like it. it there's just such good storytelling, immersive storytelling in this where it's just there. You're in that moment mm-hmm. more so than any other visual novel I've ever been in. Uh, and it really connected with me on a personal level. Um, and it was just, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's, like really well written too. Like I think you sort of hit on like the typing, like your character, the player character talked how you talked then. Uh, I think that all of the people that you talk to are very like distinct and they have their own ways of typing, which is a thing that like, I don't know. I never think about now because like, you know, I'm texting people all the time, but like everyone texts and types a little bit differently and, and analyzing like, okay, she sent that message with a period. Does she always do that? Like, is she pissed at me? Like, <sighs> she only sent me XD. Oh, she we'll, didn't give we'll me talk the tongue, about this. We'll out. talk about this that, yeah. like, during the spoiler stuff because uh, I got some things to say. But just in general, from what it sounds like, it sounds like you are like heartily recommending. I feel the exact same way. Like, give this game a go, uh, particularly if this like is going to hit you in the nostalgia in that and way. I, I think if you're not in the nostalgia thing, I think this is something like, I don't know how I would approach this with, with high schoolers, but like when you're in high school, you feel like your relationships and like what what's happening in high school is everything in the world. It's it's the and, whole entire world. And it's hard to, to sit back and have perspective on situations. And one of the, the things that this story struggles with is what happens when there's two people who get along and are really good with each other have different plans for their future Mm -hmm. that those are hard conversations to, to have and experience and think about. And sometimes when you're high school, it's like the only thing that you can possibly like, well, we have to be this, we have to do this. Sometimes life doesn't just work out that way. And I think it's a good kind of like way to just like evaluate your life and your own choices and kind of just think Mm -hmm. about that. Um, Maybe a high schooler doesn't have that kind of perspective as people who are our, our age might have, but I just think it's a good look at human interaction in a very cheesy kind of, of sentiment, but like, it's just a nice way to like, think about how high school relationships work. Yeah. I think that also you and I sort of benefit, uh, from like working with high school kids. Like I remember feeling the way that this game made me feel like I 100% remember feeling that way. And like, I have seen other kids through working with them feel that way too. And so like, having the perspective I have now 
doesn't necessarily change how I was interacting with the game because in those moments of playing it, I was in that point in time in my life. You know what I'm saying? Did, did you experience that at all? I would say, in, well, I'll talk about this more in the spoilers. I played this game as I would now, like, like sure. with my interactions and stuff like that. Like, there's a point when you can, like, basically creep on someone's profile in the yeah. game. Uh, did you choose to do that? Let's talk about it in spoilers. Okay, but, uh, but like, when, when I was doing that, that was a choice that I decided not to do because I wouldn't do that in real life. Mm-hmm. And maybe my character would have, maybe I was in high school, but I don't feel like I feel comfortable doing that kind of stuff. So I was still making, like, the choices and decisions that I would make as myself today. Sure. Um, and I think that's why the game connected with me because it, with, with how everything ended up for me, I was like, oh, that sucks, but, like whatever you know like i get it like i I can't be mad but like (laughs) i felt it's kind of weird because i was like god these people are just so immature (laughs) it's like that was my reflection to it (laughs) all right we're gonna talk about spoilers go play this game uh okay uh let's just start and talk about steve it was it steve for you no you're looking at me like i'm crazy okay let's let's start by this who you went with emily right yeah I went with Evelyn. Yeah. Um, for no other reason than I went with Emily in the fir- in Emily's Way 2. And it seemed like Evelyn Evelyn was in Emily's Way 2 as well. And they, they were kind of different characters, though, to be they, fair. They were different, but they had similar interests yeah. and likes. Yeah, yeah. Especially because I came hot off of Emily's Away 2. Right. And me I too. started Emily's Away 3 immediately. And I was like so in that. And in Emily's Way 2, I tried to. Evelyn was the one I cared more about. Interesting. And then I ended up with Emily by default. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, so like going with Evelyn. She talks about how her and Emily had a falling out, which I assume you had the other side of that conversation with and how she was sort of in this relationship where her boyfriend wouldn't like let her talk to Emily and wouldn't let her be friends with these other guys and stuff. Um, And so she eventually left, but she felt like, you know, she'd done long lasting damage to Emily. So I encouraged her to, hey, you know, apologize to Emily. Not that it's necessarily your fault, but go, you know, go talk it out a little bit and see if there's a friendship there. And if there's not a friendship, Hey, you tried. So they did that. And it seems like they just, they had a conversation, but never like, they never fixed it. Yeah. Um, which damn, that's just like real life. Isn't it? Like there was a lot of stuff where I was like, damn, this is how it, uh, goes (laughs) really. Um, and then, so from there, uh, Evelyn and I started dating and we went, to prom and we decided that we're going to go to prom together. And then my boy, Matt is like, Hey man, have you seen this guy, Steve, who I had tried to friend earlier uh, in the game? And I'm like, yeah, he, he won't like, I see that Evelyn's posting on his wall all the time, but he won't accept my friend request. And so Matt's like, okay, log into my profile and see what's going on here. And so I did. And I was like, I trust Evelyn. And yeah, like they seemed like they were a little flirty, but I'm like, people get that way on the internet. Like I'm, if I'm reading too much into this, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's like, it seems like it's a little sketchy, but I trust Evelyn, especially with what she's told me about her past relationships. I don't believe that she would like cheat on me in this way. And then Matt's like, yo, message him. And I was like, message him as me. And I was like, I know. And Matt, <laughs> I did, and Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt yeah. kept trying to be like, dude, you got it. And I was like, I actually don't like, I actually yeah. don't like that is 
even logging into this other Facebook account to see what's up feels like a bridge, like a little too far for yeah, me personally. Yeah, he gives me his password. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, and his password was like 303 forever. <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> um, but like, it, even that seemed like a little bit like I would never do that in real life. Uh, but so like messaging this guy and pretending to be someone else, absolutely not. Um, and then I never brought it up to Emily because I was uh, to Evelyn because I was like. I shouldn't even know this information. So like, I'm not ever going to talk to you about it. Um, I brought it up at the end when she was spoiler alert, breaking up with me as she, she was like, I want to take a break. And I was like, listen, I know what that means. Like you could just break up with me. And I was like, is this about Steve? Cause I was curious, like, you know, you guys post a lot of pictures together. You're blowing me off to go hang out with him. Like, and that's cool. The, the one thing that I think that where this game sort of falls a little flat is like, there is no tone. Or in, you, you can't like tell like the intention of what you're trying to say, because like for me like by saying like is this about Steve like me Peter is not bringing that up to be like fuck you but it's yeah to be like, so in, in my game I confronted the uh, alternative love interest character um, and uh, I I no I, I didn't confront them when I was talking to Emily about it the tone became very accusatory towards Emily when I'm like yes. that's not the tone I'm just I'm just bringing this up. I'm just bringing this up. And there's like, you, you terror. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that right. was like one of the few times that I didn't have the right option for me. Yeah. Um, so, so you had the option, a similar thing where you could go like message him and whatever. Yeah. And you just, you didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. So uh, I chose Emily from the beginning mm-hmm. and really the, it started off like with the, with the conversation you have between, uh, Evelyn and, uh, Emily. And I'm again, I'm, I'm playing this like how I would play it if I'm in now, I guess, but even if I was in high school, I guess. And yeah. there were two options. One was like a, like a crazy party. The other one was like an outside kind of like chill bonfire thing. And you could choose which one to do. And I was like, Oh, I'll do the chill bonfire thing. That'll be fun to do. So that's where mm-hmm. Emily was hosting it. And then I just kind of like kept going, uh, with that, uh, with that line and she seemed to be cool she liked video games she seemed pretty like you know we're we're along the same lines of stuff like okay okay great uh and then uh did you get did you get the part where matt was being accused of being creepy yes what did you do with that situation so okay so there needs to be some background for before this before you even talk about this so i accidentally dude i messed up so bad i said (laughs) Oh, gosh. I was like, so you get invited to these two parties. And um, just a little background of me and my life. If you're not aware, listener, I don't drink in real life, um, despite being 23 years old. And so in video games, I I don't. Just because typically it is an extension of me when I'm playing a video game. So I typically choose not to. And also, like, it's usually in, like, intense situations. You know what I mean? Like, video, like there's a lot of... You shouldn't be drunk if you got a gun, man. Come on. Um, God. There's no guns in this game, to be clear. No, correct. correct. Well, but like just, at least in my versions. The, yeah, I didn't, my I did story not. path, there was no gun. Yeah, I didn't get the gun ending. Um, <laughs> but Steam like, achievement I mean, like, confirmed. In, in video games, you know what I mean? Like these intense moments, it's like never is getting fucked up. Like an advantageous thing, in my opinion, uh, for these video games. Uh, but in Emily's Way 2, you have a similar sort of option, like go to these rager parties or like go to these more like land parties uh and i went with the land party stuff because that's who i am in real life and so for this one i was kind of like okay maybe i'm going to play someone who's a little bit less that so i accidentally was like okay i'm gonna say maybe to evelyn's rager and then i'm gonna say yes to emily's chill party but it was at that moment that i was like actually no i'm gonna play this different and then i realized you can't 
say you can't undo that. <laughs> you can't like change whether you're going or not. Oh. So I said yes to going to Emily's thing and then didn't go. So she was fucking pissed at me the next time I talked to her and we had one conversation then she never showed up in the game ever again. So I I think a similar thing I said maybe to um uh, Evelyn and then yeah. I said cuz I didn't understand what I was doing at that point. Mm. Uh I said maybe to her family. Like, yeah, I could go. We'll see. And then I ended up going to Emily's, but I So you just didn't show up to any party? No, I went I went to um Evelyn's party. Oh, okay. But I okay, said okay. yes. I said yes on Facebook to Emily. So she basically said, like, yo, if you didn't want to come, you could have just said so. Oh, I was okay. Like, I I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I do I did I did the opposite thing. So I wonder if you were like good with both of them, if that would have kept their if you would have talked to the other person more yeah. in the in the preceding stories. But you asked about Matt, and so Emily basically says, like, hey, like, just so you know, like we're not really talking you and me, but like Matt has been sort like, I know you're sort of seeing Evelyn and he's been like a little flirty with me. And, and Matt was in a relationship too. Correct. Yes. Time. And he's a little flirty with Evelyn. So like, keep that in mind. He, she basically said, don't tell anyone I told you this, but like, keep that in mind. Um, and I was kind of like, I'm sure I'll be able to talk to him about this. So I didn't bring it up to anyone. And then he sort of came out about it and was like, dude, like, I think people get me all wrong. Like, I'm just trying to be nice, but like, I come across a little flirty. I'm like, Matt, I understand. Um, so I didn't, I did not tell anyone about it. Did you? No, no, I did. I did a similar thing. And at one point after he broke up, I kind of had a thing that alluded to that. He's like, what people are saying I'm creepy. Yeah, I had that too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but uh, you know. it's cool. I know it's not true. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it's a, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I thought that was a fun thing. I, I wonder what the other options would be because I'm sure there's a, a world where you could piss Matt off and Matt wouldn't be your friend. But by the end of it, Matt was still my friend. Yes. So it uh, uh, looking at the end, uh, it tells you sort of the choices that you made and like the percentage of people who had played it. Uh, I don't know when you played it. Um, I was playing it before it had come out to the world. I finished it Friday. Got it. Got it. So um, one the third sort of story branching like branching path uh, says that me and 47 percent of people did not tell evelyn rumors about matt so i think that there's a ending where you do talk about matt and he is not your friend and like you guys have a have some beef um but as 303 says i'm vegetarian so i'm not scared of him or whatever <laughs> uh but yeah so so i thought um it's interesting. Matt as a character was sort of weird because like he sort of goes in and out and I went from being like, yeah, Matt's kind of cool. to being like, uh, like, you know, hearing like he's kind of creepy to these people. I was like, uh, maybe I'm not trying to be like his best friend if that's the case. And then I talked to him about it and he's like, yeah, like I think people just get me wrong. Like, mm, okay. Um, so, uh, I, I, I do think that these, the, the, whether you pick Emily or, uh, uh, Evelyn, it's pretty, pretty similar structure. I didn't have yeah. a Steve. Uh, I had a Jeff. Mm, Jeff. It had to be a Steve and a Jeff. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? They had, had to, to be use a those Steve names. and a Jeff. <laughs> um, so like, uh, the same thing happened when, um, 
it was like the third chapter. Uh, basically, Emily starts off really happy. Our relationship is good. She's like, hey, babe, that's how the whole thing started. Yeah. And then the posts start happening with this Jeff character, and you see a little bit more of the Jeff character. And then um, Matt confronted me about like, hey, have you seen this stuff? This is wrong. I go on his profile, do that stuff. I made the same choice where I'm like, I, you know, th- she's I, I trust her. I'm not going to. One of the things like with Emily was how she talked about from the very beginning how friends were like important to her. Yeah. Um, and I, I like I was like one of the questions in one of the surveys that you take was something along the lines of, uh, are you looking for um, a friend or are you looking for like, like or do, what's more important, finding a relationship or having friends? Is that in the notes app thing? Not notes yeah. app, the notes, it, 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 Facebook no, I think notes. it was a quiz survey that you could take. Gotcha, gotcha. And I said I was more interested, like I wanted to have good friends and I wasn't yeah. looking for a relationship. And then Emily wanted the same thing and that was like, oh, great. Huh? Um. But then uh, I the the fourth episode, like the one after graduation, um, mm-hmm. I guess that was the fifth episode, the one after graduation. OK, yeah. Like the last one, the last one uh, you start off with her talking and it was just kind of like, hey, period. And I'm yeah. like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. OK, I know where this is going. And then there's also stuff like she canceled plans for, for me to hang out after graduation. She's like something came up and I'm like. Account. Yeah. and then like there, there's she posted pictures with her and jeff, jeff on the internet and i was like okay so then she started talking to me and i was like i see where this is going and one of her things was the whole time she she kept saying never say goodbye mm. always say something else so i would always be like all right laters or something like that whenever we like sign off mine. deuces yeah, yeah. yeah and then so she uh, throws this idea about a break and i was like <laughs> there's no such thing as breaks <laughs> like yeah. you know because she was she, like her thing was that she felt like i was just a friend to her and mm-hmm. that she didn't feel that spark anymore um and i was like listen when you get to be my age like in real life that's the that's you know friends is you like, want a friend okay right um but um and then she uh basically was saying that we were going to different colleges valid argument like yep. Like, that's a big deal. Um, uh, but then she's like, I, I just don't know. I wish we were more like uh, Matt and the, the girl he started seeing, that they had more casual kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was like, so are we on a break? Are we casual? Like, what? Like what is this? And then she was just like, you know, yeah, I just don't think we should put a label on whatever and yada, yada. I'm like, all right, we're taking a break then. Cool. Um, and then uh, she, she's like, but I still want to make sure we, we talk. I don't want to lose you as a friend. And I was like, okay. And then she says, Bye is the last thing she says yeah. to me before she logs off. And I'm like, oh, that's oh. what you're doing to me. After all of this, <laughs> after, after, all after of this. everything you've told me, after all of that about say, never say goodbye, and then you just drop that on me, I'm like, I should have said goodbye every time we, <laughs> we stop talking. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, that's a really, like, it seems unrealistic to a point, but like, I think that's a really real kind of like moment that people have to have when they're, when they're getting ready to go to college in the next step of their life. And I think it's really rare that you have like your high school sweethearts who are dating through high school and they stick together all through college. Um, and if they do, it's probably because they're going to the same school, you know, like that just makes things easier. And, uh, that's, it's a big life adjustment for people. So I was like, it was a little annoying, 
to a point that that's how it ended. And I would love to know if there are other potential endings. Like, do you, is there a way to stick with, with them, either Evelyn or Emily? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, one thing I really liked about Emily was away one and Emily was away two is that you could not do a single thing to make the relationship work. And Emily was away one. Right. The ending was always the same. You had choices Correct. and stuff, but the ending was always the same. And I was like, that's like a cool message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like sad, but, but like, it, like, well, that's hey, sometimes a, I, things don't work out. Yeah, like that's just yeah, what life that, is. No matter what you do, you can't make this work. Right. Emily was away too. how they force you to, to stick with one of the characters. Like you mm-hmm. could not please both people. Good life lesson. Yeah. This one with all the different choices that you could possibly do. I wonder how different those endings are. Um, it gives us a little bit more as like the player say in like what our ending is. Yeah. But I kind of like the narrow, the narrow path of the first two a little bit better than what this one appears to be. Right, because at, at that point, like, I, let me preface by saying I think this game says a lot of stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but with it with a sort of concrete, hey, here's the ending, like that um, gives the game some sort of sense of finality and like this is what the game is about. You know what I'm saying? And, and mm-hmm. you can sort of draw more conclusions that way. With this, you can draw draw like, uh, excuse me, you can draw more concrete solutions that way. Whereas this, you can draw more con- conclusions yeah. because Justin, uh, you know, I was with Evelyn in Emily's way three and we, uh, sounds like you and I, like the situations are pretty similar, right? This new guy comes in, you have the option to like talk to him and like creep on his stuff and whatever. Um, and it sounds like you and I made pretty similar choices with in the terms of, of the like, of the of the purple versus green girl. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. Punk, uh, punk rock versus, um, alternative no Death uh, cab? no you're thinking you're thinking of emily's way too it's rap versus alternative well evelyn starts off being into punk rock very my thing she's like yo check, check out this new census fail stuff i'm like yeah okay all right yeah i'll i'll, I'll listen to this new census fail um <laughs> going to warp tour uh, oh i wrote this down hold on so sorry uh and emily's away too uh, Evelyn said tickets are sold out for warp tour. And she's like, sorry, you can't come with. And I'm like, okay, if this is actually me in high school, I already have my tickets to warp tour. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but, but like, it seems like, uh, sorry, Evelyn gives like punk rock stuff at the beginning and then transitions more into like rap and hip hop. And I'm like, not really my thing. So I'll like, you know, I'll listen to, I'll listen to it. Cause if it's for you, like I'll, I'll give it a shot. But like, eh. anyway, sounds like you and I had sort of, similar choices that we made in these similar experiences. I had basically the same exact ending as you did, but with purple girl instead of green girl, uh, where, you know, she's like, maybe we should take a break. I want to be more like Matt and was her name Alice or something like that. And like all, you know, all that same sort of stuff where she doesn't really want to have like a label. And like, for me personally, like outside of this video game, I'm kind of like, LOL, like, no, you have to, we're either going to commit or we're not going to commit. Yeah. So when oh, yeah. 100, like, that's totally me. <laughs> so, so when she's like, well, maybe we'll take a break. I'm kind of like, or maybe it's more like a break up because it sounds like you sounds like you are done. So I am good being done. If like you have made up your mind, which it sounds like you have, I'm good to sort of take a take a step back, Evelyn. Um, like, that's fine. And then, like, I think even later when Matt's like, dude, what happened? Uh, she just changed your relationship status, which is like so funny because like 
totally how it yeah, yeah. goes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like a meet, like, and that was like, like right after you and Matt were talking about stuff. And I'm yeah. like, you and Emily are so great. I'm like, yeah, we're awesome. And then, <laughs> right. And then, uh, hey. but he basically said something about like, uh, is everything all good? And I'm like, yeah, she wanted to, she said it was a break, but like, I know what this is. But even with the goodbye thing, Evelyn also was like, don't say goodbye, say whatever else. And then at the end, when, when we're having this conversation, I'm like, when we hang up, I'm saying goodbye. I was like, I'm out of here. Good luck, Evelyn. Uh, but then, you know, that's similar conclusion. But it seems like there are multiple endings here, like yeah, yeah. with what goes on. So I think that, you know, even though you and I had similar endings, it seems like we sort of chose similar things based on the path that we took. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had, it gave me stats, uh, 18% of players got that ending that I had. Oh, uh, 45% got the ending that I got. I gotcha. So it might be, I mean, that is obviously skewed a little bit as we were playing it a little bit early and like yeah. right when the game came out. So um, that's a good game, man. Yeah, it's, a it's great some good stuff. Game. It is some, I do have to say one of the, one of the, uh, one of the best conversations in the game uh, was Matt comforting you after the breakup oh I thought, it's so good yeah. like n- not only is like it like it's a very endearing thing but like what he had to say was like dude you're kind of wise man <laughs> you know like <laughs> like like if i if i were to break up with someone like that would be the kind of conversation i want to have and yeah. I, I look back into what i did to comfort him and i was like i failed you compared to what you did for me i was like dude i blew you off for my girlfriend like <laughs> oh you blew him off see I, yeah. uh, I, I hung out and part of the reason was because emily would always say about how um, it's important to keep your, like to, to maintain your friendship. So yeah. that's why I went to, to first of all, hang out with Matt, even though we were supposed to hang out, but also that's why when she was hanging out with this uh, other person, I was just kind of like, Hey, I'm whatever. Like, I'm not going to like pry here. That's not like, yeah. you know, well, and I think it's interesting too, because like to a certain extent, I pl- I mean, I sort of talked about like, I'm going to play this a little differently than I am in real life. Uh, but by and large, I played this how I would play this at 23 years old. I'm curious how different it would be, if at all. I'm sure it would be different uh, the way I would have played this at 18. You know what I mean? Like, I like to I like to think it would probably be pretty similar. Like, I don't know. I didn't snoop on this guy. I didn't message this guy, whatever. But, like, I'm curious what would be different if I played this when I was younger and sort of, like, what that means about me now. I don't know. I like to think that I've... grown up since i was a senior in high school (laughs) but speaking of what you're saying too i i I don't know how different i would have been if i was in high school doing this Mm -hmm. like i think i think most of my decisions would would have been better i think the thing i I would have lacked in high school was like the context for like the perspective i think yeah the perspective about the whole thing i think i would have been I was mad at Emily. I can't. I can't say I wasn't mad when I, when I finished when I rolled credits on yeah. this game. I was. I was, and I like wasn't mad at her. I think her reasonings were just, but like, I like she was like. I felt like the choice that she was making, it was a choice that was the right choice, but her reasonings for why she said she made that choice were wrong. And then the whole like break kind of thing was also just kind of like eye rolly to me, and I was yeah. just kind of like. <sighs> you know, I was like, look yeah. in the mirror. Why are you actually breaking up with me? And then we can talk about this. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think the, the backstory for like w- the, the empathy for the characters I would not have had when I was in high school. Yeah. 
Well, I would, and, pro- I would have probably thought Matt was a creep and not like hung out with him. Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I also think like speaking to what you're saying about the ending, like I remember being a senior in high school, having a girlfriend being like, what happens now? Um, and I think that that is a not something I've thought about in many, many years, you know, like because mm-hmm. I mean, why? Why would I even think about that? But thinking about it now in this context is like, yeah, that is hard. Like that is hard to figure out and it is hard to sort of navigate. Um, so I, I thought it really, really captures the spirit of all of that uh, quite well, in my personal opinion. Yeah, in, my, in mine too. And it's it's like, it's it's not super long, like it, it what, three hours, four hours almost? Yeah. I mean, like, I played it in one sitting, did you? Uh, Two. Okay. I started on Thursday and I think I either finished it on Friday or Saturday. I forget when I texted you about it, but, mm-hmm. um, but, I think, you know, even if you want to break it up per season, like they have very clear stories, you can break it up so you don't have to marathon it all at once. But I was like, you said this earlier, I was legitimately thinking about this after I finished it. Yeah. Like for way too long. (laughs) I guess not way too long. It's good to have the mind share of it. But like, I was just kind of like reflecting on it. Like it was just like, damn. Yeah. It's just like, I think it does a really great job of being a snapshot of a very specific time and place and yeah. I, I think it's different for you obviously as you were a senior in high school like like this yeah, is smoking like cigarettes in the back of the auditorium you know yeah man <laughs> <laughs> but like this like this is like a game made for you because this was when like you were the age that these characters are in a specific time like 100 that sort of thing and i can sort of like piece it together based on like okay i was a senior in high school but then if i was like i remember facebook you know um, yeah so I think that it is, uh, I think that screen, like snapshot of just like a very specific time and place and all, everything that sort of comes with it, I think is, is remarkable. I just can't wait for the Emily is away five. That's just done on vine. And then you- <laughs> <laughs> that'd be dope, man. That would be really funny. Speaking of times and places, vine. <laughs> yeah. Pour one out for vine guys. Come yeah. on. It's never yeah. coming back. Never replaced with TikTok, and I just, I just can't. Yo, man, I, I made my first TikTok. Uh, oh yes, you did. It was about <laughs> Outriders, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, man. At one point, it had six hundred, six hundred and sixty-six impressions. Look uh, at that. Yeah, that was the number of Satan. I think I screen captured it because I was so proud. <laughs> so, uh, Justin, I think our review here is sort of wrapping up. Is Emily's yeah, Way so. Three better? than the medium don't what are you thinking about come on uh, i don't know man uh, <laughs> are you serious i inarguably better than the medium for me did like like emily's away made me feel something not only just like a singular emotion or like a one-dimensional emotion but it really made me feel things about myself and remember parts of my life in a way that like not a lot of other video games have done or like not a lot of other even just media has done it is it is I would like equate it to listening to playlists of songs from when you were in high school, but it has that extra layer of being like, you know, interactive in a game and, and really making you remember like these moments and, you know, these specific things didn't happen to me, but like I could probably equate it to similar things that happened. So yeah, I, I, never I, did that for me. I agree with you. Uh, I, and I'm not, I, my pause wasn't about the fact that oh, the medium is better than this. My pause was this really didn't seem like a video game to me. I get it well, is, but right. like it was just such it 
again, it was like a time and a place. It was like one of those things. I was like, God, I wonder what Claire would think if she walked in right now and read this. Dude, it's so bad. <laughs> it is, this is not a kind of game that you're like, yeah, I think my girlfriend would really want to see me doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, honey. I was on a, a face nook for uh, four hours just, you know, creating just relationships and losing Messaging them. a high school senior. Yeah, no uh, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but better than medium because I mean like you know you said like like the value like not the value but like is it a game I mean yeah it's a visual oh novel. yeah absolutely you know what I'm saying? absolutely like, yeah just different yeah. genres yeah I, I think this is an easier recommend than the medium um, I, and I definitely think there this was such a unique experience for me uh, it would be hard for me to imagine this not being on my top ten list this year already considering I we're agree. actually we're like a third of the way through the year so i have a pretty good idea about that list and we're getting through it and i was looking at the games that i played this list this year and i was like this is better than that this is better than that this is better yeah. than that like which i think is it's it's like props to this game but also a little bit of disappointment to other things right i mean like no jokes like the medium <laughs> like i was really excited for that game and you know whatever yeah but uh, i'm happy for this to be the thing i think about over the medium like this is just resonated really well with me but yes so there you have it thanks so much for listening to this episode this is episode 39 of hitbox if you feel so inclined you can follow us on twitter at hitbox pod or send us an email at hitbox official podcast at a gmail.com if you uh are feeling gracious you can give us a follow on spotify or on apple Podcasts. you can leave a review there or you can share the show with a friend uh, i'm also genuinely curious about people's thoughts on this game i am curious about the other endings and like the different paths that people took especially because justin and i here had uh, like similar experiences and similar like choices that we made um but i definitely uh, and sorry this is one last thing about this game and i don't know how you feel about this justin i didn't ever really feel railroaded into make a choice did you uh, like I was forced to make a choice I wasn't happy with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other than than me being more real with Emily at the end, I felt like at the end I was being a little bit too whiny for my character rather than just being like, you're being ridiculous. I wish yeah. I could have said that, but. Sure. But I, but I mean, like yes. specifically uh, like yes. those those points of like, you know, branching paths. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I always it felt never, like I had felt the like agency. Super, it never felt super like this is going to be the choice that affects everything. It just seemed very natural conversation. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm curious uh, what you, if you've played it, uh, think of this. And I think you should play this because I would say this is a hitbox thumbs up. Wait a second. By the way, I'm looking at a screenshot I took of the game. And uh, one of the related apps in the in the corner of it on the face nook was uh, which Harry Porter mouse are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a bushy tail. <laughs> I'm a bushy tail for forever. <laughs> Bushy tail I'm a, forever. I'm I'm a Huffle Pumpkin. Thank you. Yeah, I like. We'll talk about Harry Potter at some point. I'm sure. So I'll save that for that. When that game never comes out. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. Are we even gonna talk? Are we, am I gonna play that game? We'll see. Um, it's no the medium, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Justin, do you have anything else to add here at the end? Uh, no, I, I think, uh, if you, if you want to, if you want to continue with this role-playing experience, uh, you can just uh, choose to direct message us on Twitter and then we'll pretend that we're our character from the game, which is oddly similar to who we are in real life. Yeah. How, so, uh, how unnerving is it when it's like Emily or like Evelyn is deleting? Like, oh gosh. I know. What did they do? <laughs> oh gosh, what, what are they saying? Say? Um, 
Yeah, well, hey, my name's Peter Hunspitek. We'll catch you next time. Always remember, old games are old. See you later. And so are movies.